Welcome back to One Track Minds. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my friend Devin. Hello. And we are going to talk about a song in the context of the album and the band as a whole. And uh, this week, we are talking about Limelight by the band Touche Amore from the album Lament. Touche Amore, Touche Amore is a post-hardcore band. Uh, the album Lament was released October 9th, 2020, and it is the fifth album by Touche Amore. Devin, what is your relationship with Touche Amore? Um, I was familiar with uh, Stage 4. That album, I guess, kind of <clears throat> made its way to me a couple times. So I've listened to that um, record, uh, but that was it. And I didn't really know anything. I didn't know that they had a, rec- a more recent release uh, in the in the 2020. So um, actually, when I first put on this song that you gave me, I thought it was um, possibly something older. So we can talk about that as well. So, yeah, uh, that'd be my relationship with the band. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. For me, Lament uh, is an album. I also like Stage Four. Um, I've I've liked Touche More for for a bit uh, now. But uh, when this record came out, this was like this is prime. Like we're in the dark days okay. <laughs> of COVID, and I needed I needed something like this. <laughs> I need something um, that spoke to. Um, kind of a lot of the themes that were floating around my mind at the time. And I I know this record is probably written largely maybe before the pandemic, but I think it really uh it really speaks to a lot of death and loneliness and things that we were at least I was dealing with during COVID. Uh yeah, for sure. There's some it's interesting. I was trying to think about when I was listening to the record i was like okay let's just i guess kind of maybe a new way i'm trying to listen to stuff is is going in without any kind of prior knowledge and and seeing like oh well what is this about because i feel like i don't know it's a learning process i guess because i i'm i've been missing the mark i think maybe or like missing themes that that so i'm trying more oh okay sweet to like i i definitely like i i i often have no idea what the bands are talking about it's only from like doing the research that I like, I would be lying if I said that I could figure out what a band was trying to say. I almost think it's better when you can't um, really tell what they're, what they're talking about. So I do agree with you. um, I think in that, in that respect. And I do think that this record, um, although it feels like a COVID album, doesn't speak directly to COVID, which I prefer, I think. I'm like hearing a lot of records where they're like addressing COVID directly and that it feels to me like it's going to age very poorly. Um, Maybe. I don't know. It's a huge event. I, I feel though, just like that's kind of, I've made that point before is like, I, I prefer like a well-crafted metaphor to just like a verbatim sort of <laughs> telling of something. So, so <clears throat> I would prefer, I, I've actually personally haven't heard anything that's just like, and we had to stay inside because of COVID nineteen. Other than maybe like Bo Burnham, uh, I think it happens. It's happening more in rap. Okay, I'm not uh, too. You're not deep with... into the the rap weeds. Not not currently. Yeah, not not really. Uh, like post like 2019s, really. So 
maybe I uh no, I don't, that doesn't sound good, actually. So I'll, it's I'll pass. Great. It's not great. But uh, this record, Lament, uh, so again, released October 9th, 2020, was produced by a gentleman by the name of Ross Robinson. And do you know what Ross Robinson also produced? I actually do not. What did he do? Okay, Ross Robinson produced Corn. Okay. Slip, Slipknot. And the Kings of New Metal, Limp Bizkit. Okay, that's so funny. I mean, is this the same person that did the At The Drive-In record? Because I, I feel like they also had a person who produced all those new metal bands. So You are absolutely correct. Okay, I was yeah. going <laughs> to mention that too. Relationship of Command was also produced by Ross Robinson as well as Burn Piano, uh, Burn Piano Island uh, by Blood, Blood Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, awesome. No, that's great. Um, I, I think that's pretty cool. Did, did they... Did, they ever produce any rage against the machine or i don't know i i i would imagine that they would be on the short list of bands that were mentioned if he did but sure, as, sure, as yeah. far as i know he did not this is really um, um yeah. yeah a good a good record i mean like i i feel like the um the jump forward uh is almost like a, a distilling or a, uh, of like what made uh some of their older stuff better or good sorry so I, I do find it like almost a de-evolution of the sound, but then a perfecting of like what was good about the the earlier stuff. What well, from what I've listened to, like which is just like basically flowers for you. <laughs> so there there are a couple uh couple things that I wanted to sort of get your opinion on just to see what you what you feel specifically about Limelight. I wanted to talk about the end of Limelight mm-hmm. where it where it it goes into like a, like a bit of a, like I don't even know what it's called, like a steel guitar, like a like a like a country twang yeah. at the end. Yeah. I wanna I wanna know what your opinion of that is, and also the the creep of country into emo and punk and stuff like that. So for that, I thought I thought it was noticeable, and I do think it comes in again, maybe, or I can't remember if that maybe is just this song. But I hit this. It does. Again on it does album. come okay. in again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I noticed it more like when you're mentioning just now without like having the songs playing for me, I noticed it more on whenever it happens again. And it, I think it's like an entire track. Um, And I and I remember saying like <clears throat> to myself, that's really cool and interesting and, and not something that we've discussed here. Um, As far as it on the end of Limelight, I don't particularly it must not be as noticeable or else i feel like it might be something that i would have talking but this is the part where is this like before or after the other vocalist comes in this is after this is like the last couple notes of the song before it switches i'm assuming they were going for like foreshadowing like let's let's prime you because you're because there's going to be a song coming up that's going to be a lot more twangy which is uh, like although i hear it in indie music and i hear it in emo to a degree i don't hear it very often in post-hardcore right no this would be not very common in post-hardcore or but even though this band really skirts the line like i, I, I yeah. don't know but then again the lines are not mm. <laughs> very well drawn um i think it's interesting because i mean there's always been a relationship between like bright eyes and emo and that's really country-ish and then um I, I don't 
the twang i mean southern hardcore was like very popular as well which had like that sort of country twang i guess would that be like you know i my knowledge is pretty weak here but like is that like every time i die yes okay yeah. yeah every time i die yeah and then like the chariot and stuff um but the chariot especially like they bring in banjos and stuff but okay uh and then i mean um sufjan steve or what is it sufjan can you say that for me sufjan sufjan you know and it was yeah. <laughs> that that's kind of like adjacent ish i mean it's obviously it's like indie you're i'm still just kind of like talking about indie rock i guess though so sure I, I don't know any I'm trying to think if the promise ring ever brought anything like that style in. Um, and and by the way, the uh, the lead singer of Touche Amore, who give me one second here. His name is, oh boy, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. He self-identifies as a former Bright Eyes kid. So, okay. yeah, that's probably some of the influence might be there. Sure. I'm a, I'm a current Bright Eyes kid. Current Bright Eyes kid, have you gone back uh, or not gone back? Have you seen Have you seen Bright Eyes recently? As in, just like a picture, or like video footage of him no, playing shows? Not, uh, not really. No, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Well, okay. It's 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 it looks like it's gotten it's it's gone bad. <laughs> it's gone bad. Okay, <laughs> gone really bad. For Connor, um, I was like showing Jack, my son. I was like, I like this guy. I like showed, I showed him a like a I don't know, like a talk show segment of him talking to um, whoever that Scottish talk show Craig host Kilborn. was. Not, uh, not Kilborn. Uh, oh, I can't remember yeah. his Craig. Was it Craig Kilborn? Is that right? I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure he's the only Scottish one. Yeah, I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, like he had a robot. No, side no, 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 no. Craig Kilborn is not Scottish. I'm like looking it up right now. Uh, hold on. No, know. you're right. Not Craig Kilborn, but Craig something else. Craig something uh, else. I'm. I, <laughs> Craig Ferguson. Uh, Craig Ferguson. Okay, so. Oh my God, Craig Kilborn. I just had like. Uh, I feel like he hasn't been on the TV since the '90s. Anyway, no, he's great. He was great. That's um, my my bad because like I couldn't imagine a world where there's two late night shows named with host named Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I showed him that, and I, I showed him I was like a performance of uh, not Poison Oak, uh, Ro- uh, Road to Joy, mm-hmm. and he was like smashing the guitar. I'm like, this is this is Bright Eyes. Like, check it out. And then I was like, let's see what he's up to now. And I put a video on of him on. Um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. And, uh, or no, sorry, Stephen Colbert. It was Stephen Colbert's show. And he's like in like this poncho. He <laughs> looks unshaven. His hair is all like mangy. And he's like dancing in, in a really unappealing way. Uh, kind of looks like Bob Dylan from the 80s. Like he yeah. looks like he's like really <laughs> let himself go, to be completely honest. Uh, and so I, I'm just hoping for the best uh, for Oh, Connor. yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, Connor Oberst. Okay. Yeah. Throw, so, yeah. <laughs> so then I, I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me show you Ben Gibbard because <laughs> Ben Gibbard ended up okay. Yeah, Ben Gibbard um, and uh, show him Mountain Goats. Mountain Goats? Yeah, but I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I think he's, I think John Darnielle is probably doing okay. 
I think he is. I mean, I I don't know, but um, yeah. Any, what the heck were we freaking talking about? Um, it's like well, we southern influences. Country, yeah, country twang at the end of limelight. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think um, of of like a promise. It's it's like if you asked me just now, I'd be like, I swear maybe the promise ring do that, but I can't quite uh, remember. In, in yeah, I can see way. that. I, I can see it in the promise ring. I can't remember a specific moment, but um, I wanted. You know what? What else I wanted to ask about from yeah, the song please, was please. Uh, what you mentioned before, which is that there's another singer on the song, right? And you Andy, know, Andy Hull. Sure, I don't know. Okay, this is, I guess, a blind spot in my uh, expertise of the genre. I don't really know this band, Manchester Orchestra. Sorry. I, all, all I know, all I know, I know them like, like on a surface level like there are a couple songs uh that i really that i really like manchester orchestra was like really closely linked to brand new like i know they toured together and so uh i knew of them mostly through um through like their connection with brand new and with kevin divine Mm -hmm. but uh i can feel a hot one is an incredible song that is a really good song by right, Manchester Orchestra. Okay, that's an off-the-record suggestion then for me. Off-the-record suggestion. <laughs> uh, I'll check it out, yeah. This album, uh, Limelight, though, or sorry, Lament, is going to actually probably make its way into my rotation. I really, really like it, and I, I feel like I don't know why. I don't know what it is about the other album that Spotify um, thought I really needed to hear it. <laughs> And uh, it never once showed me any of the of this uh, oh, this newer stuff. Never and heard you lament, yeah. No, and then when I looked, it was like most popular songs currently are all off of Lament, pretty much. And um, yeah, I'm glad that I have something new to listen to. I think the, I mean, I don't know if you want to lead the conversation here. I got some stuff to say though, but yeah, no, let's hear it. Um, well, if, I so Limelight is not my, I wouldn't say my favorite track at all on the album. Um. But I do like um, the first song. I think that, like, for me, it's like the first song really is important to an album. Yeah. And this one, I think, really. That one's Come Heroin? Yeah. It really sets a good tone for everything to come. Um, yeah. To be fair, I've only, I, I only, even though we, were, we did a two week, a two weeker, I, I think, I only listened front to back, I think, once. Okay. Um, I was on a bike ride. So I was concentrating pretty much completely on the music, which mm-hmm. helped. But. Um yeah, it's definitely something that I'm going to I'm going to listen to more and I probably don't feel a need to go back to stage 4. So I'm probably just going to if I'm ever in the mood for Touche Amore, this is probably going to be the album now. Um Yeah, stage 4 is kind of like the dark place whereas Lament feels like it's like coming to terms with I mean, this is another thing that I want to mention is like there's something that I like about having a lyricist and a singer be closer to my age like he's he's maybe like a year or two you're you're like a year or two older than me but like he's like a year or two older than me i mean i don't know yeah i i'm not sure i'm 37 i'm 36 yeah so uh let's see how old jeremy is um but uh there's something he's 40 so he's a few years older but like there's there's something to having somebody who's like at least experiencing like a some like it sounds like he's also coming to terms with sure. mortality. Oh, like, when, oh yeah, like 
the the whenever there's a reference to like or like in limelight, I think it is when it's like I'm not young anymore or whatever. Yeah, it's mm. uh, it certainly uh, like my bo- <laughs> my body is sore. I'm like I can relate. <laughs> yeah. I can relate to that. Whereas like I'll be listening to, for example, like modern baseball, and it's like they're talking about like sitting on like being on a couch and feeling awkward with the girl, and like there's another guy there, and it's just like I cannot relate to this in any way shape or form like i do not this is not my experience of life anymore so i don't i can't connect with it uh to the same degree and like front bottoms a little bit too but i feel like he's also growing up but yeah that's the for sure i i completely it's like i i have trouble relating to like younger younger music now too a little bit but um i also don't want to just hear about like people complaining that they have a prostate cancer yeah. or whatever like I'm, neither I'm do fine. i but that's that's the beauty of lament in my opinion is that it doesn't seem self-pitying no. or like as like a sorrowful record it's more of like let's make the best of what we have left here let's enjoy 100 oh, our time i think that like here's my so i kind of touched on it before but my first reading of the album was like oh is this is about ghosts like and i thought like this is literally about ghosts like I thought maybe that it was like a concept album about a haunted house. And then um and then after reading some more I'm like, "Oh, that I guess is unintentional." But like the song Limelight if if pressed, I would say, "Oh, it is about a civil war ghost." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That well, weird? I think he's I mean, he's definitely there's definitely like the ghost of his of his mother on this record. Well, like sure. what uniform is he referring to? I would love to I mean, this is uh, this is to me like peak lyrical just like i love this comparatively to some of the other stuff that we've listened like to the hotel year <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> so like this is the opposite so this is where it's like whereas like the guy from the hotel year he he's he wants to sit down and talk for 10 hours about like what he means when he says you like saw a bird and it's like yeah you saw a bird but like and then but this guy i feel like i actually want to like I'm like curious. I'm like, so like, did you have a, like, does this mean something picked up on all this imagery? And like, I would like to think like maybe some of it's unintentional and it, and it's, uh, which is even better. I love that too. Um, so yeah, then, then, and then I was like, okay, maybe it's, maybe I'm, I'm misreading. And then the song has like, I can be your host or whatever. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. is that not about possession? Like, is this not like literally just like a ghost story? But I don't know. Like still yeah, a metaphor, it's so funny. But... I'm trying to find it now, but like I did actually, he did write something about Limelight, uh, but I this just is why have we need to Amanda to, to do so. And she never wrote us a. Uh... <laughs> uh, she didn't write us a a, a word doc yeah. about this about this uh, song. Unfortunately, thanks a lot, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I I did read uh, somewhere where he did talk about it i'm just struggling to find it and it was very i'm actually um, interested it in was it, so. not what's up sorry go ahead it was not like um all right so this is what uh jeremy had to say about limelight when you're connected to someone long enough and you've both suffered losses and been there for one another there's an understanding and a beauty to the quiet moments there's a great line in pulp fiction when uma thurman boasts knowing when you have found someone really special when you can just 
shut the fuck up for a minute and comfortably share silence. I imagine that you'd be shamed for casually admitting that a day or two may go by without realizing you haven't kissed your partner, but at no point did things feel bad. You're just in it and it feels like home. Yeah. <clears throat> That's cool. I mean, like, I, I can definitely... I'd love to know how that correlates to, like, actually, like, what, like, the writing. The imagery. Yeah, the imagery, yeah. And, like, I guess it's up to uh, the... it's Which is the beauty, like, I, I assume as... As most kind of the art that I appreciate, it's like fifty percent of the work is on us. Um, to you know what I mean to like attribute um the meaning to the imagery. Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, love it. Cool. Yeah, very much. Um, like that we're kind of exploring a more yeah mature sort of um lyricism. Uh. Because there's there's a little bit more to to latch on to there, uh, and it's thought, good, something I'm going to be listening though, to. Yeah, I I thought by the way the the most definite Matt line of the song was taking orders never suited me, saying no just for the thrill. That could just you could just post that up on my on my tombstone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, this was uh this was cool. I think. What do you think about like the actual sound of the the record? Um, well, this brings us really to our Sputnik review of the week. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, yeah. Damn, so my I, thought, goal, I thought you were going to forget. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody uh, doesn't remember, Sputnik is our new source for uh, the core uh, information for the records that we talk about. It's the anchor uh, of the show, really. The anchor of the show, that's right. So I basically just go to whatever like the, the, the lowest review is. Um, so there was a two-star review for lament um on sputnik uh because i find that to be the funny the funniest <laughs> um and to be fair this was like a very well rated album like for the most part all the reviews were very glowing and positive even this one was pretty uh positive however it received a two-star rating uh, because uh, of the last song on the record, which was kind of like a spoken word, um, a spoken word piece. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, can, um, I um, actually want to talk about that because it's not thought. bad. Yeah, I actually kind of liked it. I thought that it was very, um, like, true and, like, um, I don't know, like, uh, there's a word I'm, I'm, I'm just grasping for. It's, like, right there, but uh, authentic, I think, is the word, like... It, yeah. Comparatively to some other stuff we may have or may not have listened to in the <laughs> in recent past, um, it's it's very uh, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find. Yeah, where he's like, uh, it's not like I wrote a whole record detailing all of the things that I had gone through, and he's like talking about how people, his friends weren't there for him, and it was to me pretty. Um, pretty pretty sad yeah but this is what um let me find the user's name shadow of the citadel all right what did shadow think shadow thought what really seals this album's fate is the closing track a forecast not only is the climax forgettable but the piano driven intro features a 100 percent clean vocal performance from bomb and it is absolutely god-awful not only is his singing laughably bad but the lyrics are so incredibly cringe inducing and could honestly be described as musings from someone who is 37 going on 15 
I'll let them speak for themselves. And then he, he just goes and he writes the, he just copies and pastes the lyrics. Yeah. Um, well, that's from friend of the show, Shadow. Shadow of the Citadel. Yeah. Uh-huh, love, <laughs> I'd hate to hear Shadow. his review of, of, of our show. <laughs> yeah. He's... Um, okay. Wow. Great. Final thoughts, Matt. Anything? Uh, he mentions one of my favorite songs of all time in this record, Round Here by Counting Crows. So I had to just give that a quick mention. That's probably like my all-time favorite song. So Counting um, Crows are great. I mean, like yeah. Colorblind by Counting Crows is probably up there for me. So mm. What I recently found out is that he has a disorder that causes him to be outside of himself. So he's never connected to his emotions like he's Who? always viewing the world uh the lead singer of counting crows okay. lyricist uh he's always viewing the world from the outside and not within himself if that's kind of a di- i guess dissociated he he lives in a dissociated state hmm. all of the time uh which i think i can connect to <laughs> <laughs> that's well I mean, yeah, we'll probably never talk about Cannon Crows on this show. No. Well, maybe we'll get there episode like 105 or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, And that's pretty much all I really wanted to discuss about Lament. But uh, I'm I'm glad to hear that you liked it. And uh, it's a record that I I listened to pretty much on repeat when it came out. Uh, I had a lot of time on my hands during the COVID period, so... Yeah, I'm going to um, catch up on on it a little bit and and kind of like recontextualize it a couple times and just see, um, yeah, what I can what else I can get out of it, even though we're not going to be talking about it. <laughs> all right, um, well, um, that's that's all I've got for that. What uh, what do we got coming up? Okay, so this will be. I'm going to remind you just so next starting next week, your choice will be a Canadian um, choice. So we're going to do oh, for July. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're both going to do two Canadian choices, but this will be not. This time, I and the band I happen to pick is not Canadian, so um, I, I don't think they are. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to challenge you to listen to... Uh, great, great. I love where we're going here. <laughs> no, I mean, it's good. I just feel like, okay, so this, so just to set a couple just expectations, you just need to... This one is like, it requires a little bit of like attention. If you okay. So, uh, and then there's a little bit of like sound effect in it and stuff that might uh just just be just expect that but i'm going to pick uh the song interview at the ruins um by circle takes the square uh from the album as the roots undo so okay in the nervous light of sunday got it all right i've added it to in the my nervous spotify <laughs> interview I... at the ruins oh oh whoops okay <laughs> but but the whole album is we'll talk about it next week actually all right can't wait uh, all right all right perfect i i yeah we'll discuss yeah we'll discuss on the next episode but uh should be interesting okay i love that you take me out of my uh comfort zone um well yeah i mean what, what else is this for <laughs> yeah all right. all right. Well, we will uh, see everyone or talk to everyone or you'll hear us anyways next week. <laughs> yeah. And a special thanks to Shadow uh, Ventriloquist or whatever for helping us yeah. out this week and uh, look forward to what people think of this one on uh, Sputnik.org slash GG. <laughs> all right. Okay. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Yeah.